Welcome to the last episode of the first season of How to Scale Yourself. I've talked to a number of different guests. We've explored topics from entrepreneurship to communities to scaling your perspectives to doing all sorts of different things. It has been absolutely eye-opening to have these kinds of conversations. I think now is a good time to wrap up the first season, just kind of reflecting on what it means to scale yourself. So I've been talking to people who are in the process of doing it. There's a lot that goes into it, but ultimately it tends to come from a place of realizing that something could be better in your life or, or the lives of people around you and seeing an opportunity and really jumping on it. And if you go back through the episodes, you'll hear all sorts of different methods of accomplishing goals. But the trick is getting started and figuring it out along the way. And so I think the biggest advice I have is to just get started. You don't need a whole lot. You don't need to know exactly what you're doing. You don't need to have a grand vision. Sometimes you can just buy a mold of a dick at a gas station or whatever. And that can take you to places that you never thought you'd be. And I find that absolutely incredible. And so that's why for the second season of How to Scale Yourself, I'm shifting gears a bit. I'm stepping away from people who are actively scaling themselves. And I really want to focus on the people who are starting to scale themselves or maybe haven't even started yet. So I'm really excited about the potential guests that I have started lining up and in fact have already recorded the first episode of season two. But the theme of season two is going to be just start. I've been on a pretty big journey of my own and I've been exploring what it means to build in public because the one thing I had a really hard time with the first go around was I wanted to change the world immediately. In doing so, I put so much pressure on myself to achieve these giant results. I saw what could be different, and I wanted to make it happen now. And when it doesn't, that really wears on you over time. It's really bad for your mental health because you see nothing is working, and like it, it makes you feel like your, your vision of what the world could be is wrong. And maybe it is. But probably it's just going to take more time than you thought. So to work on something different, I took a bit of a step back from my main product and I said, I'm going to try to launch a small product. And in fact, I'm going to try to get it to where I'm so good I can launch a ton of products, a new one every week. That was a couple months ago. In the beta phase of product one, though, I just started opening it up to new um, beta users. And it's just a simple little tool to determine who you follow on Twitter that hasn't tweeted in 90 days. And it's fairly opinionated in what it means to tweet. Um, I remove replies and retweets from it because I want to hear original thoughts. And this was actually started by just a, an annoyance I had because I follow a lot of people on Twitter. I like getting a large number of, of different voices. So I started off by unfollowing a lot of brands because I've come to realize that really connecting with people is the most enjoyable part of Twitter. I don't want to interact with brand Twitter. I want to interact with people. So I was going through there and I was just like, there's got to be a better way. And so I started building one. Um, 
And I was like, this is going to be the first product that I launch. And it's a very basic value proposition. It's a super basic product. It's not going to change the world. But I've been having a lot of fun with it. And I've been writing a Substack newsletter called The SaaS Factory. And I started off by charging $10 a month to subscribe, or yeah, $10 a month to subscribe to it. Um, but I never actually got any paid subscriptions, and that was fine because the other thing I've been focusing on is um, coffee chats. And so I've been having coffee chats with all sorts of people, mostly those wanting to break into tech from other career fields. And so they, they tend to come from the um, 100 Devs community, which is an absolutely fantastic um, community of people look, looking to learn how to program, break into tech. And, and they've gotten an, an incredible variety of backgrounds, and it's been incredibly rewarding. And so as part of these coffee chats, I've actually been gifting subscriptions to everybody that I meet with. Um, and I don't know, I have, uh, I think, around 20 or 30 subscribers now. And that was fine. And I've, I've been writing a, an issue every week. Uh, last one, there, were, there was a couple weeks in between just because life got a bit, te- bit hectic. But I was really enjoying it because it gave me a place that I could share a lot of the details, just what I was doing. And the whole goal was, again, to get to this point where I could launch a new product every week. So obviously it took me a lot longer to get there than I anticipated um, because it always does. And that's okay, though. Kind of leaning into that, I've been exploring this whole idea of building in public and what it means to do that. In the end, I've kind of come to this realization that it's not about what you're doing. It's very much about why you're doing it. And I kind of distilled down the why into four main components. Your origin story. So what brought you to where you are today? Your unexpected learning. Um, There's usually at least one. And, you know, in the on the path of entrepreneurship or life in general, you know, we want to pick up a lot of skills and we kind of expect that like we have to learn certain things. I'm starting a business. I'm going to need to learn how, I'm going to need to learn sales. I'm going to need to learn marketing. I'm going to need to learn all this and that. Right. But there's insights and flashes uh, of reality that, that we become exposed to that we weren't expecting and a lot of that comes from just being out and doing things. And so really tapping into those unexpected learnings, I think, is a very good way to figure out your why. Third is your biggest failure. For me, it was my startup. I put my life and soul and everything into that startup. And it didn't work. <laughs> And when you put everything into something, anything, and it doesn't work, it really makes you start questioning everything. It's amazing what you can come to when you figure out how to process that failure, how you, when you figure out how to share that failure. Because there's a lot of shame associated with failure. There's a lot of embarrassment. Um, it was hard to talk about at first because for like, seven to nine months all I was talking about was this startup it was going to change the world it was going to be this huge thing and then it didn't 
And so figuring out how to rebound from that. And so that'll, that'll lead into the fourth, which is your circle of gratitude. And these are the people around you who have supported you, who have believed in you before you believed in yourself and who are there to help you get wherever you want to go. Those four things make up your individual journey in a way that your product never will. And so I put together a build and public toolkit, which is just those four prompts. And I share my story and I share my answers to the four prompts. And so I had that live for about a week. But as I started answering those questions for the emails, I realized how powerful those answers could be because I started uncovering things about myself that I hadn't realized. I tapped into things I, I hadn't touched before. And, and you know, I've, I've obviously gotten to the point where I share my startup failure a lot, but even writing about it, I started revealing some things that I hadn't before. Uh, it, it, the details really, um, they, they struck a bit of a raw nerve and I, I questioned whether or not I should share them or not. Um, because honestly they don't paint me in a great light, but that that's really a lot behind the, the why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I started putting together this idea of building public university and it's starting from kind of those four basic principles. And I've been reaching out to, to creators to kind of help me here because the, the reality is that, you know, we're not on our journeys alone. Um, we're taught to think that we are, uh, we live in a very individualistic world, um, especially in the U S and I'm going to say that this is a very U S centric viewpoint, um, being is that that's my experience. And, and a lot of this is all about you know, speaking from your own experience, sharing your experience. Because one of the things I noticed in sharing your experience, when shared as a story, is able to be adapted, I, I think, much easier. Right now, our world is focused a lot on telling you what you need to do. And you see this because people online feel the need to be seen as experts. They need to be seen as they have all the answers. They, they need, uh, it's all about, you know, having a, a, an offer, having a package set up that you can sell. Uh, so a lot of what I'm trying to capture here is sharing what I've experienced and what I've learned, not as a way to tell you what you need to do, but to give you an option for what you can do. And it may not seem like a huge difference, but I think in fact there is a giant difference because right now everyone is just trying to get their voices heard online. Um, and it can be a very daunting task because there are a lot of very loud voices. If everyone around you is yelling and screaming and trying to get attention and just saying outlandish shit, and you're over in the corner just whispering. Not a whole lot of people are going to hear you. One thing you have to really realize is that if you're in a room full of people yelling and screaming and you're whispering, the people who hear you are the people who want to hear you. 
that's an incredibly powerful thing when you realize how to harness that because as you build relationships, as you figure out how all of this works, people will find you. Relationships are built over time. You can't form a close relationship with somebody in a single instant. So when you're building up these relationships, the people who are listening to you will bring others. If you can figure out how to truly take advantage of that, you're in an extremely powerful place. If you've got millions of people listening to you, chances are you're probably not actually changing that many lives. But if you're truly changing lives, your audience will grow. And that's kind of the catch-22 of it. The internet has us thinking everything is just a numbers game. And to some extent it is, but it's more so a relationships game. And the internet gives you the ability to build more relationships than you ever could before. But that doesn't mean you need to do it badly. This means that there's a lot of opportunity to improve. What I'm trying to do with building public university, I'm trying to make it easier to whisper and be heard. I think there's a huge opportunity to think about education differently and to not focus on the parts that everybody wants to focus on all the time. And as part of that, season two of How to Scale Yourself will be about starting. I think the internet gives us a lot of opportunities. And I want to provide a place where people can explore opportunities safely in a way that will be fun, possibly profitable. That'd be good, right? Um, but mostly helpful. Like, that's really... I do come from a place of just wanting to help people and instead of everybody trying to start their own podcast, trying to start their own YouTube channel, trying to do this and that. I think there's a lot of room for just collaboration and connection. So first of all, you need to educate people. You need to get people to see why your product is valuable. But then you also need the media part of it to amplify that education message, those educational messages, right? You need to be able to get people to hear you. So building public university lets you focus on the product that you're trying to build and sell. And we help out with the educational and the media aspects. That's the goal. It's amazing how powerful these types of connections can be. And so that that's why in season two, it's, it's all about starting. It's going to be talking with people who are starting a new journey. And there's going to be a lot of ideation and just exploration, idea generation, I don't know. We're, we're going to see what comes. But it's going to be fun. Because that's what all this is for me. It's just fun. If I can help people by having fun, by exploring new ideas, 
and by helping them get to where they want to be in life, I'm a success. I already count myself as a success. Really not accomplished anything near what I want to. But I'm in a very good place right now. People see patterns. They find their own success. And they tell you that that's exactly what you should do. They're wrong. No two people's paths look exactly the same. That's why I'm really big on not telling you what to do. I'll share with you what I did because I'm finding out what works for me. And I found that it's not what works for a lot of other people. Or at least not what they say. You know, because then they're trying to tell me what to do. And I, I've tried doing a lot of it. But that's not where I found success. I found success in doing things my way. There are so many opportunities out there to go out and just change your life and change the lives of people around you. And so season two, it's all about perspiration. So hope you'll join me for season two. It's going to be even better than season one. And season one was pretty damn good, I've got to say. It's not going to be what you expect because I don't like doing what people expect. I want people to see the messiness. I want to pe see people I want people to see like the whole process. There's so much emphasis on showing the polished final product. And so that's what people think they need to create and creation is not a clean happy process. It's a messy, destructive process. You try a million things. You throw it at the wall. You see what sticks. Everything falls apart. Nothing works. It's frustrating. It, it, it. But that's all part of it. And that's actually the fun part. When you realize that you can have fun doing all of that, that's what leads to success. Because when you're having fun, fun is sustainable. Work isn't. So why the fuck are we working so goddamn much? So I hope you'll join me in season two. How to scale yourself. The perspiration. Start doing shit. We'll do it together.